evening, Lord Jesus. We're grateful for everything that you do providing for us, Lord. We don't ever take for granted, Lord, uh, the love that you've shown us, uh, the grace that you give us, Lord, and the path that you've cleared for us, Lord. We ask, Lord, that these tithes and these offerings be multiplied, Lord. Continue to bless us, Lord, and give us wisdom, Lord, uh, in everything that you have for us, Lord, first in your word, Lord, and also in life's challenges, Lord. We ask, Father, that uh, you just continue to uh, reign over our lives, Lord. We ask, Lord, that also um, you clear everything from our minds, Lord, uh, as we prepare ourselves for uh, your word, Lord, that you're able to just bless us with your presence, Father, through the word, and that you may be able to reveal to us, Lord, things that are unseen to our eyes, Lord. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless everyone. I'm going to ask uh, everyone, you all may have your seat. Praise the Lord. God bless the group. Uh, we are blessed. Amen. How many of y'all believe you're blessed? Or you're just going through the motions? If you're going through the motions, hopefully uh, we can uh, realize how blessed we are this evening. Amen. Um, I got a little thing to read to y'all in relation to what we're going to be talking about. Have you guys ever heard the story of the two wolves? Anybody here? Nobody? You probably have as soon as I start reading it. I'm going to read it so you can have some talking points with uh, maybe the kids this evening, but... Voy a leer una historia, uh, es una historia antigua, pero de dos, ¿cómo se dice? Lobos, lobos. En, uh, uh, voy a tratar de explicarlo en español, pero a ver si me pueden ayudar. I'm going to read it in English, and then uh, I'll describe it in Spanish. Uh, a Cherokee elder was teaching his young grandson about life. A fight is going on inside of me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight. And it's between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry, envy, uh, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, self-doubt, and ego. The other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness. Empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. This same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person too. The boy thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the elder simply replied, the one you feed. It's an old, old... Uh, call it Indian parable or just parable of, of life. Uh, en este historia habla, o sea, un indio lo está diciendo a, a su hijo de la historia de la vida. Y le dice que hay una pelea pasando dentro de, de cada uno. Y este dos lobos. Y un lobo uh, tiene, es, tiene maldad en él. Y tiene muchos frutos de maldad. Uh, y orgullo, enojo, muchas cosas que hemos leído en la Biblia que, que viene de la carne. 
y el otro lobo es bueno y tiene muchos frutos del espíritu. Si, si miras las cosas que son humildad, uh, um, fe, compasión, uh, esperanza, amor, paz. Y dice que estos dos lobos están peleando contra cada uno. Y el, el muchacho lo, lo pregunta, pues ¿cuál lobo va a ganar? Y le dice el indio, el que estás dando comida, en que estás uh, uh, cuidando. Uh, so, brothers and sisters, just a, a simple uh, thing in discussion, and what we're going to be discussing today um, is what are we feeding in our lives? Because again, we've, we've had messages before what we're feeding uh, is what's going to rule in us. Uh, God, God bless the kids uh, and the youth this evening. Amen. The title of uh, the title of tonight's message is "Feeding My Faith, Starving My Doubt." El título de la mensaje el mensaje esta noche vamos a encontrando mi fe um, abriendo mis dudas uh, abriendo mis dudas es Is that right, brother? Hambriento. Somebody? Hambriento is starving. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know why I try anymore. I really don't. Alimentando. Es mejor eso. Como dando. Starving. No, 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 no. No dando. No dando. Como quitando comida de alguien. ¿Qué es eso? Para que no coman. ¿Eh? Los mexicanos no hacen eso porque so, por eso estamos tan gordos. Sí, va. Necesito preguntar a un africano o algo. ¿Te parece? I guess so. I said that Mexicans don't know how to say starving because that's why we're all healthy and round. But uh, praise the Lord, you know... Um, Feeding my faith, starving my doubts. It's critical as a believer to come to a point in our lives where we start to balance uh, things and understand where we're at in our faith. Because uh, too much of something, uh, too much of one thing is, it will overtake us. We'll, we'll start to, it'll be apparent that we are um, uh, uh, being pulled to one side. Uh, and if we're going to be pulled to a side, let us be pulled to the right side, amen? Uh, the side that, you know, God has created us for, and, and it's to, to be his children. If we're going to be engaged in something or involved in something, let us be involved in the things that will benefit us past this life. Amen. You know, um, uh, the years will pass, will pass by us very quickly. And again, what gain do we have if we've lost our salvation? You know, right now that should be our priority in, in, in what we uh, ourselves are living and also what we're teaching uh, for those around us, those that we have influence around us. Uh, es importante, hermanos, que uh, estamos enfocados en lo que, um, de no nomás las cosas de esta vida, porque si estamos enfocados en las cosas nomás de esta vida, necesitamos tener un balance Uh, que, que es bueno, es mejor si no, no, no tenemos la valencia que son las cosas más de Dios. 
y que no son tantos las cosas del mundo. Um, por, porque no vamos, no vamos a llevar nada de esta vida. Uh, nomás vamos a llevar nuestra salvación. Vamos a tener el día que estamos enfrente uh, de nuestro Dios en juicio. Y uh, debemos uh, pensar en esas cosas. Yo entiendo que se necesita cosas en esta vida. No, no estoy constante de... Uh, con, constante o consciente consciente que, que no se falta cosas. Pero cuando esas cosas uh, comienzan a ser dioses de nuestras vidas, que ya no estamos pensando tanto en las cosas que, que debemos, hay un problema en eso. I understand that in our lives that there are critical things that we need, you know, uh, to provide for our families. But when those things become God of our lives and we start worrying about what tomorrow is going to bring, um, then we start to, to doubt God's word. Uh, and there's some critical things in, in understanding uh, of how, how that, that tug of war, that wolf is there that, that doubt comes in our lives. Um, many of times we've encountered doubt in our lives. Uh, doubting, you know, our purpose, doubting what's happening, doubting, doubt, 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 doubt. There's so many examples of doubt that have come into our lives. Um, but we must, uh, through the word of God, get closer in our faith and our belief uh, to him. Uh, and the only way we can do that is through the word. Amen? Amen. So, you know, the definition of doubt, just so we understand and can, and can kind of uh, relate it to something, is the, the, a feeling of uncertainty or a lack of conviction. Listen to those two. What, 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 a, what a kind of an opposite type of uh, uh, example or description. A, a feeling of uncertainty. That's doubt. So, but also a lack of conviction. Now, conviction is, you know, what, what you know, conviction is standing up is, is I'm convicted to tell you this. I'm, I, I'm passionate about this. It, it, it's a lack of that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's allowing something to overtake your conviction. Your, 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 your willingness to, to, to naysayers to, to say, well, I serve a mighty God. You know, bad news that comes to, to say, well, you know, God has the last say in believing that. So doubt can creep up. Doubt creeps up to everyone. La duda viene a todos, hermanos. Y la definición de la duda es un sentir de que no sabemos lo que va a pasar y una no teniendo convicción. No teniendo convicción. Y eso eh, les pasa a todos. Muchas veces uh, estamos pasando algo y, y la duda viene. Comenzamos a pensar en cosas y hemos hablado de esto y, y viene a todos la duda. Pero viene más cuando tenemos distancia uh, a Dios. Viene más cuando notamos uh, cada día acercándonos a Dios, uh, escuchando su palabra, a uh, 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 enfocando uh, en su palabra en lo como podemos uh, um, siempre estar en su lado estar en su fundación y no movernos de esa fundación. You know, brothers and sisters, a lot of the times doubt will come with distance uh, and, and distance in the things of God. And, and again, there's a lot of things that want to wedge themselves 
in 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 distancing us from God. Distractions are um, are are a critical thing uh, to distancing us from God. You know what's interesting is um, I, I'm a I'm a they call me a techie. I'm a tech person. There's probably nobody here in the church that's as techie as I am, and I accept that challenge. If anybody wants to challenge me when it comes to technology, it's just something as a hobby that I've always enjoyed. Um, I joke around with my dad. Uh, he'll see me sometimes on my computer. And, and I always remind him because I always think of the story where the man told him when he quit school and told him, hey, you're going to quit school? Then this is the kind of work you're going to do. And it was in the field. And I always remember my dad telling that story. And I know he sees me sometimes now and he sees me sitting there at the desk maybe. And I said, hey, I didn't quit school. You know, that's, you know so you, it's a little bit of easier work. But, you know, what's interesting on technology is that People don't know what to give you. If you don't believe me, <clears throat> I saw an interesting thing this week. They were announcing some, um, some things that they were putting in the new phones. And one of the things that they put in the new phones is focus. They have a new thing that they're going to they're gonna give you that it's not so you can be focused. You, you, you know why they had to give you now to be focused on your phone? Because they out-of-focused you with so many distractions and things called notifications. So now you can decide what you want to be notified on, what you want to be bothered on, and what time of day you want to be bothered in it. This is how ridiculous things are sometimes that they gave you. So they just threw it out to see what's going to stick. And they've seen by how people have been overwhelmed and, and, and been controlled by things that they're like, now we got to give them the ability to stop that. That's how crazy it is that distraction can be. These are people that... They don't care about what what it does in destroying your life. They don't honestly don't they don't they don't care. They don't care about that. What they care about is did they did they do good in this? So now you start to see all the things that they do to make up for these things. Una cosa que estaba escuchando esta semana, hermanos, que en en los teléfonos que van a poner una cosa que que ya no te molestan cosas mensajes, anuncios, todo esto. Pero la cosa es que ponieron estas cosas en el teléfono. No necesitaban a poner uh, las cosas que te molestan. Pero lo pusieron. Pero ahora que, a, a, han creído algo que puedes a, aprender a, a, para que no, no te molesta. Qué locura que nomás no necesitaban a poner eso, cosas que te molestan. Pero siempre está tratando cosas, quieren hacer cosas. Porque es competición con otros teléfonos. Uh, but it, it's crazy. This is what you, you, you think you got it figured out. You better figure it out because you don't. Because everything around you is after you. But thank God we, we you know, thank, thank of the Lord that, you know, he's for us. Amen. And he can calm our hearts. Amen. And we got to be careful. We got to be conscious of these things. We got to, you know, we got to make sure that our children are, are also focused on the right things Amen. and not overly done on things. How many out of control moments are, you know, at homes or in life? Is that happening? It's easier. You know, I remember growing up and, and the story I would hear is like, ah, the television will babysit them. Black and white one would. The color one would. Now it's the computer would. Now it's the phone would. Will. So we're, we're, we're constantly... You know, finding ourselves where it's easier for something else to engage in instead of us engaging it. 
and us feeding the right spirit. Because there's a battle of two spirits inside of us. Amen. And we got a job to do. And praise the Lord for those that are courageous to do it. Amen. And you're going to see some great reward for it. You know, it's, it's a, it's a every-single-day job, brothers and sisters. It's every single day it's discerning. Discerning as parents, discerning. What's going on here? What's happening here? Don't get lazy on this job. Or you'll find out one day that the results of that but that moment that you're paying attention, paying attention, paying attention, you're going to see that that tree will start to grow straight. You don't pay attention to a tree when you first plant it. You, have you seen people when they tie the ropes to the tree, a new, a new tree? Why do they do that? Keep it straight. Why, when? When it's starting out. When it's starting out. Why? Because it's growing. And then eventually it's straight. Eventually, eventually, its base is wide enough. Its roots are wide enough. So as parents, we have a responsibility to, to be doing this with our children. Uh-oh, now everybody's in like, oh, his brother's talking about tying up children. I'm, I'm not talking about tying up children. Calm down. I'm talking about being able to discern. Una cosa bien importante, hermanos, que con nuestros hijos que tenemos una responsabilidad como padres es un trabajo es un trabajo a entender lo que lo que está pasando en sus vidas Dios te puede dar un un, un uh, dice gift regalo de discernir a los padres cosas que vienen de la escuela cosas que vienen uh, uh, con amigos diciendo cosas yo, yo te digo hermanos que es un trabajo yo me recuerdo uh, conversaciones que tuve con mi hijo. Y opiniones, opiniones que estaba teniendo de otras personas que yo necesitaba hablar con él. You know, I remember conversations uh, with Gabriel that, you know, with opinions that he would get from other people. And we would talk through those things. I don't know if he remembers them. We had talks about music. We had talks about different stuff. And I appreciate the fact that we had those talks. And I, I hope, I, I pray that, He, you know, has those talks in the future. And he saw the importance of those talks. But again, we cannot have doubt that God has a plan for us. Amen. If we turn to Romans 10, 17. Si voltamos, hermanos, a Romanos 10, 17. Luego la fe es por el oír y el oír por la palabra de Dios. So then faith cometh by hearing. Now, this is what's interesting. I like this right here because now there's different type of faiths that are out there. Nobody said amen, so there's doubt in that. <laughs> there's different type of beliefs out there. And those type of beliefs are going to come by hearing too. No matter what it is, no matter if you have an aluminum foil over your head because you think people are trying to read your brain to whatever it is, a, a different type of religion, it's going to come by what you're hearing. And I like how the word is clear here. Because if you read it here, it says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's a, there's a clear distinction on the type of faith Paul's talking about here to the Romans. Me gusta aquí como dice la palabra de Dios, 
dice que luego la fe es por el oír. Y sabemos que lo que estamos oyendo, estamos creyendo. Muchos de nosotros estamos oyendo muchas cosas. Y estamos creyendo muchas cosas. No está trabajando el, el machine, ¿cómo se dice? Mecanismo dentro de nuestras cabezas que, que quita cosas que... Y estamos escuchando más cosas que eh, eh, puede, puede resistir. Por eso es bien importante cuando te estás sentando esto que, ok, necesito poner todo uh, afuera y no más que entra las cosas de Dios, que purifica, que cambia cosas. Como, como dije, hermanos, hay muchos de doctores aquí, abogados aquí, políticos aquí, en, en estos dos años, y no son. No cambiaron nada con todas las cosas que estábamos hablando, creyendo en eso. No avanzamos en las cosas de Dios. Estamos, estamos metidos más en cosas que lo que estaba pasando en el mundo. El mundo va a ser el mundo. Lo que podemos, que, que tenemos efecto es en nuestro mundo. Lo que nosotros tenemos en las cosas de Dios. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of people that were doctors here, po politicians here. Uh, lawyers here, and in other words, opinionated people, that you weren't any of those things. But the thing, instead of wasting that time that we lost, was getting closer to the things of God, because that's what's true. Amen. That's where our faith should be. Amen. So did we waste more energy? Did we waste more time in other things? We get quiet. So if we get quiet, then it probably means we did. In the conspiracy things and all these things. I don't care. I don't care if there's an organization that's controlling all things because I know there's one thing they cannot control. And that's my God and Savior. We have a responsibility as believers to be on these foundations because there's going to be a lot of confused people. And there is a lot of confused people. Amen. So let's be strong in our faith. Amen. But to be strong in our faith, we got to be strong in the word of God. Mucha confusión que está en el mundo ahorita, hermanos. Ya no saben lo que creer que decir. Como te digo, a unos de nosotros que creíamos por mucho tiempo que éramos doctores. No éramos doctores. No más porque viste una novela que era un doctor, no, no, te, no te hiciste doctor. Muchas personas miran uh, uh, vistas o uh, cosas que tienen doctores y oyen cosas y creen que son doctores. No más es una vista, un película, ¿cómo se dice? Pelón. La cosa es que lo que sabemos que es verdad es la palabra de Dios. We know that God's word is true. That's, that's undoubtable. Amen. If I want to be lost in anything, if I want to just be, is in the word of God, because it's profound. The depths of the word of God is it's just profound. And, and the beautiful thing about it is, brothers and sisters, is that it's available to us. Amen. La cosa que es bonito, hermanos, que la palabra de Dios no tiene uh, un fin. Hallelujah. 
en las cosas que podemos aprender de Dios y que, que Dios nos quiere enseñar, son profundas las cosas. Pero la cosa bonita es, es que es, es gratis, es dar a nosotros gratis, nomás teniendo un corazón de aprender las cosas. It's free to us. We just must prepare ourselves to receive it. And again, it's, it's what's that balance. If there's a lot of stuff in it, how can we receive a lot of stuff if it's full, if we're full already? How many of us need a purge, need a, a pur purification of, of one's minds, of one's insides? We do need it. That's where fasting comes in. That's where prayer comes in. We're feeling at odds, again, from a lot of things, a lot of pulls, a lot of, a lot of confusion, a lot of doubts. But our God is faithful. And he has a remedy for all those things. If we turn to Matthew 21, 22. Y todo lo que pidieres en oración creyendo lo recibiréis. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, again, This is not a new verse. This is a verse that we've heard commonly. But there's that, the parts that we miss because we, we, we heard the verse. We heard that, you know, whatever you will ask in prayer, ye shall receive, right? That's the way we skip it. How, how our mind works. Have you ever seen uh, uh, people uh, when, they'll, when they'll put all the, all the words on a page like mixed up? I'm not even talking about dyslexic. Dyslexic. I'm just talking about they'll just put words all mixed up in the thing, and you can still read it. You ever seen that? It's kind of a trick that they'll do, right? They'll just put not even a, not even a word. They'll just you're starting to read sentences the way they are. Our mind is is amazing on how it just takes pictures of sentences and things, and we start to put it together. Well, there's times that we'll miss key things. Why? Because we're skipping it. Because like, oh, I get it. If I pray, I get it. No, but there's a critical thing that's in that verse. I, algo, uh, hermanos, bien importante que no podemos uh, skipiar. <laughs> no, es, no es la palabra, right? ¿Cómo? Saltar. Es uh, todo lo que pides en oración, lo recibiréis. No dice así, ¿no? Me miró hermana Cindy todo. ¿Qué dice ese hermano? No, no, no leo algo bien importante creyendo esa es, la, esa es la cosa que es importante entender a uno de nosotros estamos diciendo ¿por qué no estoy recibiendo lo que estoy orando? porque algo está pasando con nuestra duda there's doubt in us why am I not receiving what I'm praying for? And there's, there's, there's a couple of uh, factors that come into it. You know, there, there, there is the doubt side of it, and there's the will of God. <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember my, 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 my dad got on, on a, um, a, 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 I call it a spiritual tangent with me personally, because he heard me, because I, I talk the most in the family. That's why I'm the salesperson in the family. I don't think anybody, did anybody talk more than me, Mom? Hey, you shouldn't have said that, Mom. That hurt my heart. It's the truth. And I remember, you know, my, my dad would say, 
because I, I was a person that would, you know, I thought I could talk things into existence, right? That's a famous, there's a famous, my dad would always say, God's will. God willing. Amen. So it was like my breaks, right? I would always have to, when I was saying something to say, well, God willing, you know, we're going to do this this Saturday. God willing, you know, this Sunday we'll do this. Do you think you got God's will figured out? That's what we're striving for. You know, so we can pray for a lot of things. We can desire a lot of things. But God willing to these things. We don't know what we don't know, but we know one thing that God knows. And that's a very powerful, very simple word. It's just God willing. God willing, we could pay off the house. God willing, you know, work still stays. God's been good, but you know, nothing's assured without God's will. But again, we miss these very simple little triggering things that sometimes we want to rush to it. And, and this is the dis- disappointing roller coaster that ends up happening in those that walk with Christ is, well, I prayed for it. But did you believe what you prayed for? Well, yeah. And, and, and for me, it's, you know, I always remember, it's a very impactful passage, and I was going to put the passage in there because I always just found it very um, uh, powerful in how, how Jesus clearly states the struggle within man where the man comes to, to find Jesus and, and he sees, you know, he's looking for Jesus because his, his daughter is, is, is dying at home and, and he finds Jesus and says, Jesus, come, come, come to my house and pray for my daughter. Come save my daughter. And, and, and you know, he's, he's trying to convince Jesus to go with him and as, as it's happening, somebody comes and says, oh, don't bother him anymore, your daughter's dead. And then Jesus asks the man, he goes, do you believe? And the man responds, like any of us would respond, right? I believe. And then what does he say? Help me with my unbelief. What, a, what an interesting passage, that, how clear that is. I believe. But you know what? For this to really happen, help me with my unbelief. Un pasaje en la Biblia que me que siempre me gusta, hermanos, es un pasaje de un hombre que tuvo una hija que se estaba muriendo y vino a Jesús y dijo: Ven para mi casa y ora por mi hija, se está muriendo. Puedes venir conmigo. Y cuando estaba hablando con él, alguien vino y dijo, tu hija ya se murió. Y ya pensó que ya estaba, todo se ha acabado y le dice Jesús, ¿crees? Si crees, algo puede pasar. Y dice el hombre, sí creo. Pero le dice, ayúdame con mi duda. ¿Cómo podemos decir en un momento, sí creo, Y en el mismo decir, pero ayúdame con, con la duda de, cre, de creer en esto. Ese es 
eh, pelea que tenemos, la lucha que tenemos. We got to understand this because there's some of us that are struggling with things that should have been gone a long time ago. Amen. There's some of us here and, and we still got things that, that we had from a long time ago Amen. that should be released, destroyed and all this stuff. But what's happening here is that we're feeding it still. And the moment you stop feeding it, it's easy to break a habit. We've talked about this before. You break a habit with consistency. Every single day, you work on that. You, you identify what it is. I used to tell young people, it's like you find that thing that's sin and you put, you put glass over it and suck the air out. And that thing will die right in front of you. Whatever it is that's holding you back from the things of God. There's wisdom that God has given us in these things. Some of us are still being pulled back to things that we need to release. I, I pray for, you know, the young people here that they can take this advice early on and, 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 and destroy these curses early on. Amen. So they don't find themselves, uh, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, still struggling with things that they were struggling with today. You, you have a, a very powerful opportunity if you decide to, and you're courageous enough to take it. But if you're not, then just hit the repeat cycle on the washing machine. So many examples in the Word of God that we've learned from on how people didn't want to change. I want to change. Amen. It's amazing when God identifies things in me and I'm like, all right, God, let's go, let's do it. I understand. And it's also amazing, too, when fire comes and the breaking comes. I'd rather choose hearing God. Amen. amen. Hebrews 11.6. Empero sin fe es imposible agradar a Dios, porque es menester que el que a Dios se alegra, 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 Alega, cree que la que le hay y, y que es galardonador de los que le buscan. But without faith, it's impossible to please who? Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. So, You know, impossible is a term that's something to, you know, people will say, well, that's going to be impossible, right? They'll use that, you know, for somebody, you know, you're going to climb Mount Everest or something. That's, that's, that's going to be impossible. That's a possibility because somebody's done it, right? It's possible. Maybe for me it's impossible. But somebody's done it, so I can't say, can't say it's impossible. But when you start to look at this word here, it, it, it's impossible. How can we say we believe in God when we doubt that he can do something? We truly don't believe in God. We believe, you know, or reverence being, but we don't understand who God is. 
if we can't understand how good he is, especially things that are critical in our lives. Like I said, the, the, you've got you've to you've create a list and things that are critical. Your salvation is critical. Amen. The job's not critical. Your salvation is critical. Those are things that are that are that we should hold paramount in our lives. But again, our our list gets skewed, our balance gets skewed. We get pulled too much to one side where things become we think they're critical in our prayers. You know, what's critical is us maintaining our faith. What's critical is is feeding our belief. The moment we stop feeding our belief, then we start to starve and, and, and hope gets affected. Doubt comes in, increases. We easily believe things. And, 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 and again, you know, as, I, as I've mentioned many a times before, this is, this is all a show. It's what's going to be in our heart that's real. This is all a show. I've seen it, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It sounds like it's hurtful and all this, but I've seen it. I've seen people leave the church. And the next week, they completely look different. Amen. <laughs> you got to be with me on this and understand that. Because this is what what's, isn't going to be real here. What's going to be real is what we're doing outside of here and how we're using the word of God and, and the faith that we're receiving and the belief we, we're, we're, we're uh, obtaining to continue on in the things of God. That's what's real. Okay, it's real, hermanos. Es, no, no, esto a veces no es real. Se, se oye bien torpe. Pero yo he visto personas que se van de la iglesia y, y la semana que venga ya, ya han cambiado todo y ni se miran el mismo. Lo tenían en su corazón, esas cosas. El vestir, el hablar, lo que sea. Yo lo he visto en los años, hermanos. ¿Por qué? Porque no entendieron a veces, pero también porque estaba duda, la duda. I, I, and I've heard some tremendous uh, uh, people that have spoken to it, and, and, and I heard a gentleman uh, this past week, and he said to somebody, it was a student in college, and he says, ah, you, 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 you. You want to talk about the Big Bang Theory and you want to talk about all this stuff, but the biggest struggle is this. Not atheism, it's not any of these things. The biggest struggle is this. You can come at me with all these things that they're teaching you here in this university, but the biggest thing is this, that you don't want to submit to God. You still want to have sex out of wedlock. You still want to live a rebellious life. That's the biggest thing. It's not the fact that you believe in the Big Bang Theory and evolution and all these things that they teach you. It's the fact that you have a difficult time submitting to something you cannot see. Amen. And that person just stood there, couldn't respond to it. Because this man knew everything about any kind of thing that they would bring up. How do you explain this? How do you explain that then? That's the truth. You're going to have a conversation with somebody. That conversation has to be prepared and their heart has to be ready for 
them to be able to receive Christ Amen. and all of Christ, Amen. all the good things. And as I've told many of people before, God's never going to take away something that he's not going to replace with something better. Amen. Take it away, God. Amen. Take away because you know what needs to be taken away that you will only bring better things. Amen. So, you know, the question is, how's your faith? How is your faith? Is it a struggle? Is it still, you know, is the balance a struggle right now in your life? Is it too chaotic? Is it too fast? Are you on a highway instead of an old country road? The highway is too slippery and it's just going too fast? You have to answer these things yourself. God will guide you. God will, God's going to be a light into your path. Always going to direct you. But we got to humble ourselves and say, God, right now, I'm struggling. I'm struggling, God. I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling right now. I'm just going to be honest, God. You know, these things are, I need your help. Because we don't want to come to that moment where God asks us, do you believe? And we say, I believe. Because we think that's it. But then we realize how important that question was. And we say, help me with my unbelief. Help me, God, because you know my heart. You know if I believe or not. This man knew who he was asking to come and save his daughter. Without even knowing who he was, he knew that there was a power in him. And at that moment, he said, I got to be transparent here. And God knows that we struggle in things. God knows that there's things that that's the beautiful thing about God and the mercy. People can understand grace, can't understand mercy. God understands that we go through things that are, that are difficult, that are challenging. But we must respond to him saying, God, help me. Help me in these things. I need your help right now, Father. Amen. Things are creeping up on me. Things are sneaking up on me, God. I need to be real and, and not have this pride that that snuck up also. James 1, 5. Es importante ser ya con Dios, hermanos. Tener una conversación con Dios que es real. Diciéndole lo que necesitamos, lo que les falta a nosotros. Porque todos nosotros tenemos algo que nos falta. Como, como estaba diciendo de los dos lobos que está que este hombre estaba de, de, dando un ejemplo, que están dentro de, de nosotros, uno, uno bueno, uno malo. ¿Quién va a ganar? Le pregunta el muchacho. El que está dando uh, comida. El otro que no lo das, se va a morir. Y queremos que las cosas malas mueran en nuestras vidas. Vemos aquí en San, Santiago, if any of you lack wisdom, well, man, I wanted to say amen on that. Was I the only one that? Was I the only one that felt like I, I almost felt like I needed to just put a? I saw the comma there, but I want to say amen. I do. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally, and unbraideth not. And it shall be given him. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men 
liberally. And umbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith. So, again, it's, 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 it's complicated because one will read that first verse and it's just excited, right? Because, again, I'm going to build my entire belief on that verse before. But the critical verse here says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. And I love how Paul prepares the rest of these verses with nothing wavering. What does nothing wavering mean? That that when you're going to ask, it's like, well, you know, God, if if you see that I need it. Or, you know, God, I I just don't know if you're going to do it. He prepared to believe. Nothing wavering. In your conversations, and again, how critical is that? That you know, we'll ask, right? We stand up here and we ask for something. Right, well, we're asking for something. We, we pray to God, we ask for something, and then in our conversations throughout the week, we're doubting what we asked for. Venemos aquí, hermanos, y pedimos algo. A veces, a veces es duro. Nuestro corazón está quebrado. Estamos llorando. Hay sentimientos en lo que estamos, pero en esa semana estamos dudando lo que pedimos. There's got to be a little bit of a, a loose wire in us. I think that's a little bit of the crazy faith. I've talked about that before. You know, crazy faith is, you know, Margie, you know, telling... Uh, her family, hey, scoot over a couple of seats because I got my kids coming here. It's a little bit of crazy faith there. What do you, what do you mean, Margie? That you're, there's no, 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 they're going to be here. There's something that just doesn't seem right. But it's our faith that's triggering God to say, hey, hey, okay, I like that. But sometimes we just get into a funk. I believe. Help me with my unbelief. Amen. Nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Now listen to that, brothers and sisters. Nothing wavering. What does it say? But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Because if you're not asking it in faith, then the example it gives is that you're going to be like a wave that's in the sea that's just tossed anywhere. If you've ever seen uh, waves, there's no science to them. They can't figure it out. It's just, they hit everything. And in no order. God's, God's telling us here to Paul that our faith is has it's got to be the assurance. Our faith is what's going to trigger this and remove any kind of wavering. We read verse seven. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. 
This is how critical this is. But let him ask in faith. Because if you're not asking it in this belief saying, you know, I came to you, God, so you could come to my home to save my daughter. And I just heard the noise behind me saying, somebody say, don't even ask him because she's dead. Oh, it was too late. Traffic got me. I would have just been here a few minutes earlier. Jesus asked her, I mean him, do you believe? Do you believe your daughter could be alive? Yes, I believe. Wait a second, that person just said she's dead. Help me with my unbelief. It's critical. It's critical that our faith engages our ask. Our faith has got to engage what's we're asking from God. God, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me. But only your will. God, if it's your will, God, that this is, but if it's not, God, just strengthen me. Strengthen me, God. I, I'm going to need your strength to go through this. Let it be your will. Then we read here, verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This is another critical thing. So you you got to get, get on the solid ground here because... Because again, you know, let your yeas be yeas, let your nays be nays. Amen. A double-minded person is, is some is, is the instability just is it's it's critical, and and again, it, it allows for doubt to come out. Si si no tenemos si estamos en, consta, en constante, hermanos, va a venir la duda. ¿Cómo no va a venir a la duda si, si estamos en constante? No estamos haciendo lo que dijimos que íbamos a hacer o or, que pedimos oración. Uh, you know, another verse that I like, and it's just like in, in relation to what we're talking about here, is that, you know, people will ask for stuff and not prepare the storehouse. That to me was a powerful one. I, I, you know, I always remember that if you really believe something, if you're really going to, how, 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 how are you not going to prepare something for what you're asking for? That to me is a powerful one right there, is that people, you know, ask for something and not prepare what, what they're asking for, what it's gonna, where it's going to go, where it's going to be. It's a ridiculous one when you look at that and you think about that. But again, it shows the wavering side, the double-minded side. La cosa que, que no puedo entender, dice en la Biblia que uh, uno están orando pero no tienen... Uh, how do you say farm or barn? It's barn, pero donde ponen cosas como en el rancho. Casitas, no, no, no tienen casitas on the, oh, para poner las cosas que están pidiendo. Pero lo están pidiendo. No están preparados porque lo que, lo, por lo que están pidiendo. There's logic to this. There's, there's a reality to this. 
But again, we can't, we can't skip things and not understand that God, that's powerful in, in process. There's a process to God. And it's a beautiful process. He's not limited in things. But he takes care of so many things in this process with us. Amen. I want to believe you, God. Amen. I want to believe in this, God. Help me Amen. believe in this. Amen. Remove doubt Amen. from me. If we turn to Matthew 21, 21. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not. Again, it's so, so important that we, we, we don't misread translations, you know, that we don't just skip that and doubt not. Because again, there, there's going to be people that are going to be preaching, talking, and saying, If you just have faith. They don't talk about the doubt side of it. The thing that pulls down to this. That contaminates. And if you, if you, have, if you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Again, it's exciting. But you got to be a little crazy. There's got to be something wrong with you. That's what's going to ignite your faith. So beautiful when you see a radical faith. Doesn't doubt. Says my God said it. My God said it. My God said it. I don't care what you're saying. My God said it. My God said it. I don't care what you're saying. I don't care what they're saying. My God said it. He is not going to forsake me. Or abandon me. My God said it. We have struggles here, brothers and sisters. We all have struggles here. We all have had abandonment issues. We've all had issues that are, that we're, that are critical in our inner selves. Oh my God said it. He's never going to give me more than I can handle. My God said it. If I'm going to go through death, if I'm going to get a sickness and have to go through it, I'm going to go through it. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to desire, I don't want to desire to live. <laughs> they really like, what's this brother saying here? He's crazy. I don't, I, I, what I mean by that is like, if I, if I, I want to be content with God's will. Gotta understand this. This is a peace that we gotta all search for. Do we understand that this is not our home? There's some things that are nice, and I get it. You just bought an outfit. I get it. But man, it's beautiful when you're at peace. 
I want to get to that point where it's just like, God, look. But we feel it, you know, I feel like there's still a lot of stuff to be done. My kids, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. But again, they need to have this peace and see this peace. And not this hold. I'm trying to hold on to something that I wasn't meant to hold on to. God, give me this understanding, this wisdom. Amen. Find this peace in you. Amen. This release. Ooh, it feels good just to even talk about it at the same my place. I just felt a load taken off of my, my back. We got stresses. We got problems. We all got all these things. We all got them. We all got a long list that we can talk about as a man when we start to think of this is not our place. Let's help others realize that, that this is not our place. We got such a greater place. But we got to figure it out, brothers and sisters. We got to figure it out. If we're not worshiping here, it's going to be hell for us up there if we're not worshiping. We got to be worshiping here. We got to be praising here. We got to be glorifying him here like pastor has said if you have a hard time if worship here and praise and and the word is held to you here how are you expecting heaven is going to be when that's all it's going to be praising him glorifying him no need for nothing else help me god que bonito es hermanos cuando tenemos esa confianza en dios y entendemos que este lugar no es nuestro último lugar. Que tenemos otro espacio prometido a nosotros. Necesitamos tener esa paz en nuestros corazones, en nuestras mentes. Se, se parece locura que, que, que yo quiero tener una paz que algo no me está. Que no tengo raíces aquí que me están... Uh, que, que me quieren quedar, que yo quedo, me quedo aquí. Estamos a tener una paz que estamos listos siempre para a ver a nuestro Creador. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I've seen examples, you know, in it. And I know we still have work here. I still have work here. I'm not saying, I'm, hey guys, I'm not saying goodbye, okay? But I'm saying one thing that I want to have is peace and knowing God, your, your will be done, God. Matthew 14, 27. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Matthew 14, 27. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. This is the example of when, when the disciples see Jesus on the water. Hey, hey, calm down here for a second. Can you imagine how crazy that would have been? Two people that I've known, only two people that have walked on water. It's a little trivia if you ever want to have a trivia game. We see the two people here that walked on water. Jesus tells them, look, 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 look. Calm down. It is I. Do not be afraid. Can you imagine that? Seeing that. Especially through a storm and all this stuff. Verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come out to thee on the water. That's Peter. That's Peter 
Who, how many Peters do we have? I think we have some Peters here. Miracles. Or atrevido. Atrevido. ¿Cuántos pedros tenemos aquí que piensan así? Si, es, si eres tú, Jesús, pídeme que yo me voy a ti. Peter's smart here a little bit. If it is you, God, if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come out to you. Again, what did I say? You got to be? You got to be a little bit crazy. All the other disciples are like, and it's not like Peter didn't know what he was talking about here. Peter was a fisherman. Peter probably saw people die through his career. Drowning, shipwrecks, all these different things. And Peter, people are like, Peter, Peter, you understand that you're going to sink, right? You understand that we're in the middle of a sea here and that you don't, we might not find you. But Peter, first of all, sees Jesus clearly and says this. And when I say sees Jesus clearly here, there's still some form of, hey, if it is you, which is still a calculated doubt that's there. It's if it is you, ask me to come to you. And, and, and Jesus responds to him here in verse 29. It says, and he said, come. That's awesome, ain't it? Period. <laughs> no long explanation to it. Come. <laughs> Look at that. And when Peter got out of the ship, right? You can't imagine that, you know, just like, you're probably just seeing, you're seeing that water hit the ship and all this stuff. And it says that Peter, you know, came out of that ship. And it says, when he came down out of the ship, he walked on the water. But he walked on the water because he was walking, it says right there, to go to Jesus. Sometimes our intent as we ask for things isn't the intent to go to Jesus. There's selfish needs that we have. There are things that we're not realizing that God has completed in us. The thing that we think is important might not be so important to him or shouldn't get ahead of him. The distraction, the thing that creates the doubt. Because you see here, and it's a very simple, you know, passage here on verse 30, it reads. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. The doubt aspect of it. See how beautiful it is? It's like, you know, it's not like he was dipping his toe in the, on the thing. No, it said he what? He came down. It didn't say he hesitated. He thought about it. He calculated things. He tried to figure out how dense the water would be. Where he was. No, it didn't say any of that stuff. It said he came down. And he walked on the water towards. But then, 
And we know this, and we've read this before, but in relation to what we're talking about, but it said, and then he saw, how could he not have seen these things when he was stepping off the boat? Because his focus was on something else. So it don't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. If your focus is on those things, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to sink. But that moment where he becomes the focus, you're going to walk through that. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. No matter what it is, you're going to walk through it. And so we see here, and he saw it. He was afraid. So, so again, there's things that are going to make us afraid. There's things that the humanistic characteristics will come out of us. But for us to stop and hold back these things, we must focus on him and intently come to him. And he began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. There's no doubt anymore that it was Jesus. Because he cried out to the Lord, save me. In verse 31, the famous words. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him up and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? I like you, Peter, but you got out of the boat. But there's just some work that needs to happen in you, Peter. There's still a doubt there. Even though I'm going to tell you everything and unlock secrets to you, you're still going to deny me. Even though you walked on water for a little bit, could you imagine that? I mean, again, brothers and sisters, I mean, look at, I mean, for some of us, these are just stories and we're like, whoa, you know, legends or whatever it is. But again, you, the, the, this, they walked on water and yet he was with Jesus and, and, and saw the miracles from Jesus and yet he denied Jesus. But then he saw the mercy and grace of Jesus and the love of Jesus. And they wrote about it so we could see how good our God is. And it don't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you feel about yourself. It matters on the love that you feel from God and the grace that he gives you with repentance. You see, Peter had to come to a point where he had to repent from all these doubts and denying Jesus. I mean, could you imagine being told, this is what you're going to do, and you do it? Something a little crazy about that, isn't there, too? You know, that you, you, you know, the devil's asked me, before the, I mean, come on. <laughs> Don't you guys find that a little, and yet still do it? That's what happens when your faith is tested and your faith wasn't rooted. Help me, God, because our faith is going to be tested. What's more important is to prepare ourselves for these things than anything. 
I don't know if we're preparing ourselves. There's people they're calling preppers. You guys know who a prepper is? Any preppers here? You don't have to raise your hand up. You you shouldn't raise your hand up because if you're if you're a prepper, yeah, preppers don't raise their hands up. So I just wanted to debunk that one really quickly because they hide everything. They don't want you to know that they're a prepper. But now you're smiling, so I know you're a prepper. So I'm coming to your house. <laughs> you gave it up. But we should be a prepper of things in our faith. We should be hoarding things and just being prepared and looking at, as the Word of God says, the seasons. Because they will tell of things to come. God, help us to see these things. Amen? Amen. Oh, oh, you little faith. Why did you doubt? Amen. Brother Lorenzo wants me to move on here, so let's go to Psalms 121. Amen? Amen, Amen Brother Lorenzo. I hear you. I hear you. Psalms 121.1. I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. Verse 2. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now, again, brothers and sisters, when we're trying to add to our faith here, we got to understand who our God is. He's the creator of all things. Don't allow something that was created here intimidate you from the thing that created all things. Amen. You understand that? Do you understand that weight? Again, I'd rather be subjected to the creator instead of the creation. Amen. Verse 3. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Now see, these are the things that start to trigger the doubt inside of us because some of us are tired. Some of us had a long day. Some of us, you know, just got up early and we're tired and we relate that to God. If I'm tired, then God's got to be tired. There's a distinction here that God is not man. God is not going to get tired here something mighty and it's impossible for man is not impossible for God Amen. so he is not going to slumber verse 4 behold he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep Amen. verse 5 the Lord is thy keeper the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Verse 6. The sun shall not spike thee, smite thee by day, nor, by the, nor the moon by night. 7. The Lord shall preserve thee, preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out. And thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Why did I put this passage at the end? Because these are the basics that fuel the spirit that must dominate. The spirit that must overtake. The spirit that must take over what's in us. Porque puse estos versículos, hermanos? Porque esto es lo que debemos estar comiendo. Algo que quita la duda dentro de nosotros. Sabiendo que tenemos un Dios que nos ama. 
I put these verses here because we got to understand who our God is and how, how, how critical his thinking is of us and the love that he has for us. I, I promise you, you know, there, there, there's, there's nobody here. And if you think you're that person, just let me know. There's nobody here that has the love that God does. Every one of you here, all of us have. We've thought bad. We've been angry. Our tops are flown off of our head. We would would deny entry to people for salvation, but our God is not like us. Oh, man, he is powerful. Oh, so beautiful. He is designed, created. Who can understand him? How can he love me the way he loves me unconditionally? Such a powerful message. That's a message that people just have a difficult time understanding, and that's what creates doubt in them is like, how can God, how can this God give himself so others could live, so others could have salvation? Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? There's some things that we can ask ourselves privately and where are we at? It saddens me when I see one wolf gaining strength that shouldn't. When one side of the spirit is gaining strength that it shouldn't. And we start to forget things that are critical, things that are so important in our walk with Christ. I don't want to forget things that are critical. I want to get closer to God through his word, not through my opinion or opinions of others, but through his word. I want his word to clarify things. I want his word to guide me. I don't want to be dictated by what the motion is of the world or what the sound is of the world. I want to be dictated what the word of God does to my heart. Why don't we pray, brothers and sisters, and ask the group to pass on up. Why don't we pray and ask God to be merciful to us and he knows our shortcomings. He knows things that we put too much attention to and things that we hold at high esteem that aren't to be held high esteem. Let's ask him just to reveal in us what's true, what's pure, what's good, what we must focus on. His word is clear on that. His word is so clear on that, brothers and sisters. It's so clear on that. What's of the flesh and what's of the spirit is so clear on that. It's not difficult. This is not difficult. This is not a difficult equation that we think like it's a lifelong search for the answer. It's there. If we just grab what's there and we start to apply it and put it to action and work through it, work, 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 work until there's no more work and we're not here anymore. Let's pray to God. God, give me this endurance, God. 
sustainability to continue on. And though I don't see progress, I know there's progress, God, because I could still hear you. Oh, you don't get it, do you? You don't get it. You might not see the progress, but the progress is there if he's speaking to you. The clouds, the fog, all this has comes, but let's look up into the heavens. We'll find them there every time. Sometimes you won't see it in the mess because we've made a mess, but we know where we can find them at. High and lifted up. Let's pray here. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're grateful, Lord, for everything that you do in our lives, Father. Your love for us, Jesus. Your mercy towards us, Lord. Your grace, Father. I ask, Lord, that you just open up our minds, Lord, to see you, Jesus. To see the things that we still lack, Father. What are we giving too much? What are we feeding too much, Jesus? Oh, we know what it is, Lord Jesus. We know it. You found us right now in the garden, Father. We're naked and and there's shame in us, Lord, because you see it, God. You've revealed it to us, Lord. I ask now, Lord, that you give us the wisdom to kill it. Anything that's willing to separate us from you, Jesus, is an enemy of you, Father. You have the power, Lord. And again, we, the understanding that you've given us, Father, is what you're going to kill, what you're going to remove, you're going to replace. Oh, God, and you've already done some of this already, Father, and we're grateful for it. I ask, Father, that you put your, your powerful word, Lord, in our hearts, in our lives. When things come up, Jesus, that the scripture comes up to combat it. When something happens, Lord, that we have word, to not allow what's happening to come in us. I ask, Father, that you bring this peace into our hearts, Lord, that your word will establish our ways, Father. I thank you for your mercy, Lord. I cannot thank you enough for your mercy, Lord. Remove doubt in our hearts, Lord, that we build our beliefs in your word, Father. Protect us, Father, as we make our way home, Father. I ask, Father, that you bless us, Father, in our going and coming, as your word said. That as parents, Lord, as guardians that are here, Father, I ask that you just light a fire in us, Lord, to direct our kids, to direct grandkids here, Father, to you, Jesus. Not to other people's opinions of you, Jesus, but to you, unfiltered Jesus. We have your word, Lord. We have your voice. We have your guidance, Lord. We ask that no distraction comes, Lord, and no direction comes where we accept things that aren't your will, Father. Bring curses upon us, Lord. All the work that's been done, Lord, to remove curses from lives, to just fall back in them, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to establish ourselves, Lord, in this faith and this belief in you, Jesus. I ask that you protect all my brothers and sisters, Lord, always in their jobs, in their travels, Lord. That they represent you in everything, Father Jesus. That they understand your mercy, Lord, when you speak to them through their conscience, Lord. That you guide them, Father, through things. 
It takes courage, Lord, to, to stop things, Lord, from happening in your family. It takes courage for nobody to be happy with you with a decision that you made. It takes courage. But Lord, you will bless those that take it by force. Oh Lord, we ask this, Lord, that you go with us wherever we go, Father, and you come back with us to this place, Lord. We're so grateful for this. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, Father, that you just continue to be with us. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. I thought I was, but maybe I wasn't.